and welcome back to another episode of The Last Take. Today, Dylan's going to be going over Nebraska athletics and stuff like that. Uh, Charlie and I are going to be discussing the NBA and NHL playoffs, and then we're going to do a tier listing of the Big Ten and SEC way too early predictions. Tommy Frazier, he is easily above Cam Newton. I, I highly doubt that. And Nebraska finally beat the Iowa Hawkeyes. Key players to watch, I have Casey Thompson and Anthony Grant. All-time wins-wise, we are still probably the easily the best teams. How about that block punt there? That was highlight of the game for me. I mean, their safeties could not handle our receivers. That atmosphere can get pretty loud. Oh, boy. Where do you even get started? This is The Last Take. Welcome back to The Last Take. Oh, We're going to yeah. get right into it. Uh, Nebraska. So, over the weekend, Nebraska baseball. Uh, not over the weekend. Jeez. Well, Partially. So I'll start with the midweeks. So we beat Omaha. Uh, what was it? What was it? You you can talk. Oh yeah, we we won uh, six to three. Um, way more of a convincing win. Yeah. And just we we kind of had the intensity all game for that one. You know, it's kind of what was missing in the previous matchups against Omaha. Then we moved into South the South Dakota State. And yeah. Um, eight to three. <laughs> what happened? No, for real. That's kind of just how these games have gone. You know, I feel like the losses are just total meltdowns. Sometimes it feels like, um, and that led into Minnesota, and that's where I felt worse. My worst as a Husker baseball fan was losing seven to nine when you were leading. Yeah. So we were down four nothing early after two two innings in a row. The first and second innings, Emmett Olson allowed two runs both innings. We went down four zero pretty early. Emmett Olson kind of like finally like settled in. He pitched uh, three straight innings without allowing a run, and then um, we ended up scoring. We went. We had a three run homer, and then we ended up taking the lead five to four. And heading into the ninth, we were unable to score in the top of the ninth. I'm pretty sure. And then Shea Shanneman stayed in, and then he allowed the basing, bases clearing double. We got the bases loaded, I should say. Then Jake Buns came in and um, allowed a bases clearing double, which really hurt us. We went down nine to five at that point. Then we we uh, climbed back into it. We were down seven to nine going into the bot or in the bottom of the ninth. Bryce Matthews was up two runs on, two runners on, two outs. This is his Heisman moment, and he struck out looking. Yep. What a tough way to go out. I, I knew that was going to happen, so I was uh, paying attention with my dad, and I was a little upset already about it because, like, you know, you come out South Dakota State, and, it, you know, honestly, as a Nebraska fan in these games, even when we're losing like this, it goes back to, like, football. I still think we're in it somehow. But of course we do lose it. Like I always have that inch of faith. I'm like, oh, you know, we still got it's this. Like the last second. It's like we did that all the time at football. It's mm-hmm. just, is that like false hope? No, it's not false hope. It's like we're legit, like in contention of coming back and winning, and we fall flat on our face. Which is what Bryce Matthew did by just watching, watching the high, ball. That was his Heisman moment, man. And it was probably a pitch he could probably drill, and it, it, it sucks. But and then. We turned it around. I say that. It's Wait, Saturday and Sunday. Hold on, Dylan. Okay. this We got a little, get a re- little reaction here. <laughs> Throughout the Minnesota game, I was not happy. I was texting Dylan, oh. and, and I, was get, I was getting pretty upset about the game. And I'm like, oh, this and that, you know, getting fired up and everything in the wrong way. And, of course, what do we do the rest of the weekend, Dylan? Yeah, we went crazy. Absolutely crazy. Saturday, beautiful weather. I'll just say this, Friday, very cold. I left the game in the middle of the fifth. It was not worth staying. We were we were tied. Doesn't doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I'll just watch the rest at, uh, at uh, Abel. So we got Saturday. Beautiful weather. Wind, really strong winds coming, uh, hitting into like center and uh, right field. And we took advantage of that. Pitching was perfect. Jeez. Uh, uh, what is his name? I was Jace Kamiska went nuts. He went six. No. He pitched seven innings, I'm pretty sure, without allowing a run. And we ended up winning 18 to nothing, including eight runs in the seventh, which was crazy. Um, and then Sunday, we continued it, and we won 11 to five with a couple homers as well. So We all got burnt on Saturday. Yes. We don't need to talk about that. Um, um, but yeah, incredible week. I get, I'd say this is a win. We get, we get the series win, get some more momentum going into Wednesday. We take on North Dakota State, who we beat earlier this year. I believe by one. Yeah, it's it's just a little sad when you have when you lose to South Dakota State like that, and the team we won sh- four to one back w- in when you March when you should be able to beat them, and then you lose to Minnesota, and it kind of feels like you know you have that midweek win, you know, on Tuesday against Omaha after the you know the just terrible performance against Iowa, and you're like, okay, you know, we got to win back, we can get back into this thing. Minnesota's not good, South Dakota State's really not anything good, and you lose to South Dakota State pretty convincingly, and then you lose to Minnesota in just really a game that should have really not gone that way. But, you know, dominating like that, I, I can't complain. I'm really, you know, even if I'm upset, I don't want Nebraska to just lose, you know, of course, and so I am more than okay with how they won it. Uh, the rest of the weekend, but this North Dakota State matchup is going to be one that we can win and we should win, but nothing is guaranteed with this baseball team. Yeah. Um, how about that Minnesota pitcher on Saturday? Their starter was throwing 101 fastball. That crazy. He could not find. He could not find the strike zone though, which that really played or it came in uh, came into play really. Um, but yeah, I mean, we ended up just. We played much better. Now we have North Dakota State, like I said, on Wednesday. And then we're on the road at number 23 in the country, Maryland. That will be a tough series. If we just take one, I'll take it at that point. Don't get swept, in my opinion. We I mean, have, we maybe have, we can win the series, but like... We need to have competitive games, and we just need to look and have that intensity. I mean, I think that Nebraska baseball could win every single game they play, even the Iowa ones. Now, obviously, that turned out... Terrible, but you know this is the toughest. This yeah. is the toughest series. Rest the rest of the way, because after that we have on the road at Creighton next weekend or next week, and then we're at home over the weekend at, uh, versus Penn State, and then we're on the road against Purdue the next weekend. So, yep. I, 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 I just want a competitive game. You know, kind of just match what they're doing. If it, if it's a pitcher duel, then I'm fine with that. I want our pitchers to match up. If it's a you know a um, high run game. With a lot of scores, then I'm fine with that. As long as you just match it and look competitive, that's really all I can ask for. Obviously, it's a, you got to win at least one. Um, but, again, I just want us to look competitive, and I don't want us to look like we did in Iowa. That was such an embarrassing loss. Yeah. That, yeah. But like we said last week, Iowa's really good at baseball. So yeah. they're arguably the best in the Big Ten. I know Indiana's highest in RPI. But you also have Maryland, who's number one currently, right? So, yeah, I mean, this this will be a very interesting weekend. If we can take one, maybe even win the series, that will be huge. Look, uh, RPI-wise, and also Big Ten standings, because we're currently top four, so I'll take it. I mean, you got to take that when you have it. So, um, overall, that was... Um, 
we have an interesting weekend, I should say. So. Yeah, very inter- interesting. Um, Blake, you can talk about our recruiting. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, pretty big uh, day so far. I mean, just one that I kind of really didn't expect. We can go down, uh, to the new Iowa transfer, which was yeah. a huge W, you know, taking one from Iowa. They can't win in basketball. They can't beat us. They, Aaron, uh, they're joining us. Aaron Uless. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is the younger brother of NBA legend, definitely legend, Tyler Ewis. He played for Kentucky. He also played for the Suns. Mm-hmm. And then we also got a, a Lincoln native coming home. Um, Josiah Ali- Elick. Elick from uh, New Mexico transfer forward. So yep. he looks to be a big, tall guy, which is, you know, as long as he plays good, I, I'm not, I don't have anything against him. But it's going to be exciting. I'm, I'm getting more and more excited because I think that, I don't know, to just quickly, you know, just do a really quick preview of like the basketball season next year. I, I don't want to have super high expectations because you know we've we've Shouldn't. we've been bad at basketball recently. You know, last year was a standout season, and obviously, Hoytberg has gotten better each season. I think we have the possibility to be be better next year. Um, but you're starting to see the pieces come together and kind of fill the spots that you kind of missed. And I'd say I'm pretty excited. Ba- basketball, when we're competitive, is just so fun. And it's one of the best atmospheres on, on campus yeah. for, for sporting events. So I just hope we're competitive. And I, and I want to see us make a run in the Big Ten tournament. Um, that'd be fun to see. But, yeah. Make it past the first round. We mm-hmm. haven't done that in a while. Um, nothing relating, but breaking news. Kia NBA Most Valuable Player is Joel Embiid. Mm. I don't know how that affects anybody. Yeah. <laughs> it was probably expected at this point. So they literally called it earlier, said if he doesn't win it, the NBA is rigged. So, Yeah, I mean, doesn't surprise me in my opinion. So, um, But yeah. So we can get that more into the NBA segment. But. Yeah. I just wanted to bring that up. Um, otherwise, I don't know if I have anything else. I mean, football, nothing. I guess we can talk about it. We didn't talk about it last week. If you guys have been living under a rock, which most people aren't, um, Casey Thompson transferred out of the program over the weekend. Um, it was Friday, Friday morning. It, uh, it's a tough loss. We also lost A.J. Allen. Mm-hmm. That one hurts. But at the same time, the running back depth is much better than the quarterback depth. It, it is. So much, um, much better. So. I, mean, I, I can quickly uh, just talk on that for a little bit. It, honestly, I saw the Casey Thompson notification. I was a little, I was a little shell shocked because, like, it, it makes sense. He has every reason to transfer because, I mean, we, we just kind of we know that Jeff Sims is, was going to be in contention to start the entire season. But I really thought Casey was going to play for it. I really thought he would love that challenge, and I think it would have brought the best out of him. And we would have seen a Casey Thompson that really hasn't been shown off before. But we didn't get to that point. Um, you know, he was injured in a crucial part of the season. You know, just that that spring football is, you know, a little bit troubling. You know, just when you don't play him and Logan Smothers um, didn't didn't play. So, you know, that's just concerning there. And then they just didn't really have time to really fit in. But, you know, that week before he uh, said he was going to transfer, you know, he was showing videos of him highlighting, oh, yeah, he's getting back with the football, throwing it around in practice and everything, and saw a photo of uh, him during the spring game, you know, just enjoying himself. I think he was calling some offensive plays he and everything. Was. And uh, Something came up, I, I can guarantee it. And I just, 
you know, he has a lot. He's worthy out there, and, and I think that he's a very serviceable quarterback. And you know, it looks like he's maybe headed to Auburn, and Auburn could use a quarterback. So yeah, he uh, visited Auburn, and I on. Monday. Yeah, and I think Casey Thompson, I, I really think he has all the potential in the world to succeed in, in higher levels of football. I think he could play in the NFL, um, but the problem is that he has not had consistent seasons behind them. You know, he's just, you know, moved around from Texas, and, you know, that Texas situation, he never played a full season there, so it's he hasn't been really able to settle down, and I think maybe one good year at Auburn, or one solid year to put tape on, and he can maybe go to the NFL or something like that. I, I honestly could see him be a, be a good NFL-style quarterback because he kind of reminds me of Kind of like um, 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 Patrick Mahomes, where he can run if he needs to, you know, and I think that he's able to escape the pocket pretty well if he can. You know, I don't know, but it's just... I don't, okay, I don't think he's going to make the uh, NFL. He's a little too old, in my opinion. He is, and I just don't, like you said, he hasn't shown, like, consistency. He hasn't been healthy most years. Yeah. He hasn't played a full season. I mean, unless he goes crazy, wins the Heisman for whatever team he's on next year, which I doubt's going to happen, unfortunately. But I don't see him going to the NFL. Now when you guys are talking about Auburn, uh, TJ Finley, who started the last two seasons, technically, he's now entered the transfer portal about three hours ago. Mm -hmm. So it looks like the job's looking pretty much open not saying to Casey but if he does go there job's pretty much open I think he's gonna wherever he's gonna go he's gonna be the starter no matter what um and then to move on to the running back room you know AJ Allen was someone that I thought we could really rely on I again I like Anthony Grant I've spoken this before is that I'm hard on him but I know he can succeed and I know he can he can do well for the team he just got to improve some things um but with AJ Allen you know he's just I feel like he's just someone that you could just easily count on. And seeing him gone is really disappointing. But that room has depth. Our offense is going to look interesting uh, going into the season. I think some things will change a little bit now that you're losing uh, you know, a, um, Logan Smothers. Shout out to Logan, who uh, liked our tweet, by the way. Um, but, yeah, it's just you knew people were going to transfer out. Did I expect them to be... Casey Thompson and AJ Allen, no, but it's kind of a part of it. So, what are you gonna do? It's what are you gonna do? I mean, I of course I'm gonna be upset about it, and you know I've had this conversation with you, Dylan, and, and it's like, I, I don't want it to, I don't want it to be like, oh, it's like, you know, it's okay, you know, just whatever. It, it can be a bad thing sometimes seeing people transfer out, but at the same time, you know, it makes perfect sense for all these guys. You know, it's not like we just had. I guess Casey Thompson's the closest, and AJ Allen. I mean, they they could have easily been like your starters, but I don't know about AJ Allen. Um, it's with the emergence of Gabe Irvin, yeah, this, no, this for real. Season, mm-hmm. it, I just don't. I couldn't see it, and I can understand why he's transferring. Casey Thompson, Jeff Sims. He had the entire spring to play with the offense, mm-hmm. be on the offense, run, run, run everything. Casey Thompson wasn't able to do really anything. Yeah. Maybe. Very, little, very, limited. very little. So I understand why he would transfer because pr- most likely Jefferson's going to be the starter anyways. Yep. So can't nothing we can do. Hey, just and, move on and and Jefferson's we trust. So yeah, maybe we get TJ Finley. So I mean, who knows? You never know. There's there's still time, and you just again we're a part of the season where it's kind of like you just you may lose people. You can't get really too down on it. I mean, I I'm going to be upset when it happens, but at the same time, you know. After a while, you just got to move on and 
possible trade uh, Casey Thompson to Auburn and TJ Finley to hey, Nebraska. That's what I'm thinking. I, I'd be, I mean, it sucks because I think we're losing out on the deal, you know, because Casey Thompson is a better quarterback than him. But I honestly think we need depth at quarterback now. I hate to say it, you know, we need to start, we talked about it all off season. You know, it's like we got six quarterbacks, quarterback room, quarterback battle. And now we're to Heinrich Harburg, which I mean, I don't know about him. Um, and you got Chubba Purdy, who who is who's looking better, more confident. But yeah. at the same time, I just don't think we could rely on him. And Jeff Simmons has only played one full time season, so not like un, not not getting injured. So it's just his play style. It's a little you, interesting. You, you never know, and especially with Husker quarterbacks, we have not had a quarterback play through the entire season since I think Tommy Armstrong in in twenty fourteen um, or something like that. Uh, Martinez played the entire twenty twenty one or yeah, the twenty twenty one season. He didn't get injured. I don't think he did. No, he did because at the end of the season, remember Logan Smothers played. Exclude Iowa. Um, <laughs> so that's um, maybe his twenty the twenty nineteen season. I don't think he played. I don't think anyone else played that year. He was injured. He played injured, but I think I think uh, what's his name? He transferred to Rice McCaffrey. McCaffrey. Um, Luke. Oh, he did. He played in yeah. Indiana. Okay. Yep. Never mind. Um, so yeah, it's, we, another thing I forgot to mention this earlier. Caden Becker, Wyoming quarterback, I guess. He transferred out of Wyoming. He came to here. Uh, he's going to be an athlete. So he's just, according to Journal yeah, what, Star and what, On Three, he's an H back. Oh, what, what do you think about that? You're Mr. My Wyoming over there, Charlie. Do you know who this guy is? Uh, no, to be honest, <laughs> I don't. Um, but it sounds like, you know, going from Wyoming to Nebraska, I would think that, you know, he wasn't, wasn't starting for Wyoming at any point. So. Yeah, he, uh, he was a former three-star recruit out of Scott. Okay. Oh, oh yeah, I did hear about that. Yeah, him coming back. Is yeah. he? I don't think he's on scholarship. No. Yeah. So. Because the portal closed already. So. Yeah. And or it closed on Saturday at midnight. I'm pretty sure. So. Um. But yeah. That's all I really have for athletics. Yeah, and I, I think we really anything. covered. You have anything you know. else, people? <laughs> Speak now. Forever hold your peace. All right, we'll be right back. We're going to take a little break, and we'll be back with uh, NHL. Welcome back to The Last Take. This is Charlie. We're now going to be talking about the Stanley Cup playoffs. Had a couple of Game 7s this past weekend, and now the second round getting started here tonight. Uh, So I guess I'll just start by talking about one of the series that went seven, the series I was the most invested in between the Seattle Kraken and the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, Great series. And unfortunately, Seattle won that series. Um, I can't see what what Blake's... (laughs) Oh, okay. And then, yeah, it was a a good series. Back and forth. Uh, Colorado, (laughs) after losing the first game, took a 2-1 series lead. Then they lost the next two and went down 3-2. And then they were able to force Game 7 at home. And Game 7, you know, I thought that the Avs were the better team. You know, more shots on goal, more chances throughout the game. But unfortunately, pretty uh, just one sequence there. Seattle scores two goals. They go up 2-0. Avs were able to get one back, but ultimately just couldn't couldn't tie the game and the Seattle Kraken advanced to the second round where they'll now play the Dallas Stars they play tonight at 8 30 our time uh so that that's what happened there and then another big storyline the Boston Bruins president's uh president cuffs lives it lives on yep the curse continues uh Chicago Blackhawks the last team to win 
both the President's Trophies to the best team in the regular season and then going on to win the Stanley Cup. That was back in 2012-2013 uh, season, I believe. So the curse still continues, and uh, Florida Panthers were down 3-1 in that series to Boston, but they came back and won. Uh, that included two overtime wins as well. So just I know Bruins fans just couldn't really believe it, but just a historic season for them. Uh, Update, Florida Panthers are at one nothing and now on Toronto. In their second-round series against the Toronto Maple Leafs, it sounds like they're up. So Cousins scored? Don't know who that is. I don't yeah. watch hockey. Kirk Cousins, yeah, you're right. Kirk Cousins <laughs> scored for Florida. <laughs> Florida, Florida's up in that one, uh, I think. And then an- another story, I don't know if we... No, I think this was more recently uh, than our last. I don't think we talked about it, but the Toronto Maple Leafs ending the 19-year drought. Nick Cousins is the one that scored. Okay. And then, so they they won their series against uh, Tampa Bay Lightning in a good series that went six games. Uh, I think after... Game six went into overtime, right? It did, yep. It went into overtime, but the Leafs finally were able to get past the first round. I think I know they're down goes Tampa and Tampa who had been to the last three Stanley Cup finals this year not going to even get past the first round good so, so they're done um and then a couple of the other series now that are that are getting started we we talked about Florida Toronto and Seattle Dallas tonight and then tomorrow night we have the Carolina Hurricanes who they were the first team or no second team to advance uh, won their series against the New York Islanders. They're going to play the New Jersey Devils, who just beat the New York Rangers in seven, who were my pick to win the Stanley Cup. But just as I, I think I've said already on, on here, in my opinion, the Stanley Cup playoffs are the hardest uh, out of any sport to predict just because there's so much parity every year and really showed this year, especially with Boston winning winning the President's Trophy, best team in the regular season, historic year, and then they lose in the first round. So that's just kind of how it goes in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And then finally, the other series um, that's also going on tomorrow between the Edmonton Oilers and the Vegas Golden Knights. Vegas was the first team to advance. Uh, they beat the Winnipeg Jets fairly easily, one in five games. So they were the best team in the West this year. Uh, but that's going to be a good series because Edmonton, uh, they second half of the regular season played uh, better than Vegas. So really could see either one of those teams advancing uh, from there. And then, uh, yeah, so those are the four four series that we've got. Uh, I, I got two questions for you then, Charlie. All right. So and the very first time we talked about the NHL playoffs, you had the Avalanche and the Rangers in your, in your finals. Both of them are now out in you know, yep. the first round. So if you had to, like, do a repick, who would you have in your finals right now? Yeah, so at this point, I've got—I think when I when I picked the Avs, it was more—I'm not going to lie. I, I picked them. I thought that they would find a way, but the reality is the Edmonton Oilers are the best team in the West, I think, and they've shown that ever, ever since the trade deadline and in the regular season hot. You know, they were—besides Boston, they were playing the best. So they're going to be my pick at this point, I think. I probably should have picked them at, at at first, but I believed in the Avs. A little know. bias, maybe. Yeah, for sure. You know, I just thought they could get it done, and they just all year, you know, they uh, they won their division, so they just kept proving people wrong. So I thought they would continue to do that, but no, I think Edmonton is gonna is gonna do it in in the West, and then in the East, I'm gonna go with the team that defeated my Stanley Cup pick, and that's the New Jersey Devils, who look really good, and they were. They were a better team than the Rangers in the regular season, 
Uh, really just, I think only Boston and Carolina finished with a higher point total than New Jersey. So they're going to be my pick out of the East. Uh, but really, I, you know, that I think the winner of that Carolina-New Jersey series is going to going to go all the way there. That's going to be a fun series to watch. Could definitely see that going either six or seven games. Uh, and then my pick at this point, it's, I mean, it's got to be the team, like I said, that knocked my champ out. I'm going to go with the New Jersey Devils to win the Stanley Cup at this point. But again, I think I went like three for eight on my first round picks. So I could see, and I think we, we were just talking a little bit ago on yeah. your picks, we had complete opposite. Yeah, I uh, mean, well, you just, you just said it. It's so hard to predict these playoffs and not even watching hockey but like kind of watching the playoffs briefly in the past years it is so hard you would think well just pick the best team but no like hockey is just so different to get the puck in the net it's so difficult to do it's not like football where it's just you know best team available NBA you can have some teams but just who's hot at the moment I feel like in basketball um hockey it's a it's so different um but yeah yeah, you talked about that. I mean, just the parity aspect of it is something that not every sport really has, and hockey right now is thriving with that parity. So, yeah, I think, and that's that's something that I think makes teams like you see Tampa get to the Stanley Cup three years in a row, and to do that in like this league, I thought was just, and and you can argue, you know, the first year that they did it, they were in the bubble, and then the second year there was the shortened season. And, you know, so there were, you know, some... They're kind of asterisks a little bit. Kind of, you know, you can argue that. Mickey Mouse title. <laughs> you, you you can say, I know some people definitely have said that, but at the end of the day, I think it's still, you know, pretty just unheard of to go to three straight Stanley Cups in a league with this much parity. So then my second question is for you. Uh, you guys can... Inst- or. Yeah, instigate. I guess instigate. Yeah, no. we can instigate. <laughs> I, hey man, I always instigate. So you can discuss on this. So with Boston having the one one of the most historic seasons of probably NHL history, but getting blown a three one lead in the first round, would you say? Well, obviously it's kind of a dumb question, but would you still say it's historical? If that makes sense, like there's nothing to prove of it that they had a good season because they have the records, but they don't have the trophies. So like. That's a good point. You kind of get what I'm saying at a little yeah, bit? Yeah, I think, and, you know, in hockey, really, you'll see teams win. You'll see teams win their conference, the West or the East, and they've got the trophy there. And uh, you guys you guys have maybe heard of this, and the question becomes, are they going to touch it or not? Because teams want the Stanley Cup. That's what they want. And sometimes, like last year, uh, when Tampa, and I think Boston as well, one year, They'll win their their conference, but they won't touch the trophy because all they care about is winning the Stanley Cup. They'll just take a picture next to it. No one will touch it, and then they'll hope to win the Stanley Cup. And I feel like it's kind of the same thing with the President's Trophy. Yeah, it's awesome winning the regular season, but it's a whole new season when you get into the playoffs. It's just completely different. Um, and but I will say, yeah, it, I mean it is historic because they you know had the highest point total out of any team in NHL history with. Is either 135 or 136. So that is historic. And I think that people definitely need to recognize that just to be that consistent throughout the year. They only lost like four games at home all all season long. So it's just, yeah, I mean, I think it's really impressive for sure. But ultimately, I, I think most Bruins fans and the players as well. And I, I know we had a, 
there was some drama, I think, in the NBA when someone asked this question, but I think they do view this season as a failure, and Giannis wouldn't like that. But <laughs> I mean, yeah, not. if you if you if you uh, if you are the best team in NHL history during the regular season and you lose in the first round, I think the fans for sure are going to be really upset with that, and so rightfully this, so. This team, uh, going back to the reference that I can make it as, it reminds me of the 2016 Golden State Warriors beating the Chicago Bulls. Regular season wins goes 73 and nine. Uh, you don't have an easy path because they almost lost to the Thunder in the, or in the. They were down three one. They were down three one. Then they competed. They were up three one against the Cavs, and then everyone remembers the Cavs comeback. They don't re- remember the regular season that they broke. They remember the three one blow. So that's a good point. Yeah, I, I think about that as well because. I do remember when people will ask, like, who was the best NBA team? You'll be like, oh, yeah, Golden State. But then they choked a 3-1 lead after that. So, yeah, I think it's going to be very similar for this because that's what they're going to be remembered by is best team in NHL history. And then you blow a 3-1 lead in the first round to the last team in the playoffs. So, yeah, I mean, for sure, I think it's all about the Stanley Cup. And it's just, in my opinion, it's the hardest trophy to win in sports. And it's just uh, a lot of... A lot of upset Bruins fans right yep. now. I know that. That's fine. I don't think they should have won it anyways. <laughs> All right. Uh, you want me to take over then for the yeah, NBA? Yeah, we okay. can go into the NBA. So on to the NBA. Uh, I think the big, kind of the biggest story is eight seed in Miami beats number one Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, Mark, I just want to hear your thoughts as a Bucks fan and like what what does next season also look look like for you? You know, I think one hot take that could happen. If Giannis doesn't win an NBA championship next season, I think he's done in Milwaukee. Okay. I am not sure if that's going to be a 100%, but I you know, Giannis Giannis is great and all. You certainly look at what happened this year, injuries and with the Bucks roster, but there's I think there's a little bit of expectation next year for Budenholzer and his staff to get back to the NBA Finals after a little bit of a hiatus because you're expected to be really good if you're the number one seed this year. I don't take this season as a failure necessarily, but you have to improve at some core pieces in your depth. I think that's actually a good fair yeah, that, point. That is actually that's a re- really fair point. point, yeah. So um, I know we've had a conversation about this, like they're just getting too old. Like who do you, you need You need a get younger you need to move more pieces but like i think you you made a great point saying that budenholzer yeah uh he needs to be as well as because like you have one of the best players in the nba Giannis, and he was in my opinion terrified in that series he was not getting shots in the free throw line really hurt him but i mean especially missing one of the games too so i mean like two two games um which i mean adds to that confidence level you know yep um I say that's the big story. Another one is probably the Kings Warriors series. What a series that was in the first Shout round. Shout out to the Kings fans for really, you know, I was looking at some of those photos that some of their social media teams are putting out, and I was just like, this is awesome for sports, I think. Yeah. I say Sacramento, you know, not making the playoffs for so long. What are you going to well, say? Well, they were projected to finish last in the West. Yeah. yeah. I say Mike and Brown, he's a really good coach. He's coached a lot of good players. Uh, go follow. Not last, but like go listen to the thirteenth. Uh, uh, yeah, go listen to the episode with Justice. Uh, that, the things that we talked about there, but um, 
Golden State moving on after a Steph Curry 50-point game on Game 7. Most points. Boy, has he light, light, lightened up recently. My goodness. He's like that beam for sure. Yeah. Most points um, in game Lakers seven. upsetting uh, Memphis. I guess you could say it's, a, yeah, it's not mean, really an upset when you have LeBron, Anthony Davis, D'Angelo Russell versus John Morant. Pretty convincing win though. Jaron Jackson Jr. I guess that's. I mean, they, Dylan Brooks. Memphis was ahead. Memphis was barely a favorite. I think we all knew the Lakers were going to come in. Uh, and then the Suns take care of business against the Clippers first round, and then yeah, on to the second round we go. Uh, Miami has a one nothing lead against the Knicks. They're playing right now. Yep. Uh, Philadelphia won Game One against Boston. That was a really really good game. Uh, this is probably the, the series to watch in the second round besides the Lakers-Warriors, in my opinion. Uh, Denver up 2-0 against the Suns, and the Warriors and Lakers are going to be playing, well, tonight. Wednesday, but I say uh, yeah, when... Yeah, I think it is tonight. It's tonight. Yeah, it's First tonight. Game. Tonight at nine. So, I mean, yeah, I'm going to stay with my pick here. The Philadelphia 76ers, in my opinion, are the not the favorite, obviously, but in my opinion, they're a team... Uh, that can win it for sure. Beating Boston at Boston without Joel Embiid, the now MVP of the league. James Harden scoring 75, or not 75, 45. Um, that shows a great deal. The Heat, though, they're in trouble without Jimmy Butler. At least today. Uh, yeah, for game two, Jimmy Buckets. Um, Jimmy postseason. Amen. There we go. Um, but, yeah, I just want to talk about one thing. I think we're going to break down this Warriors-Lakers series real quick, if that's all right with you guys. That's fine. Um, This one's the most interesting in the West, probably the most interesting besides Boston-Philly, but also I think the media, everyone is pointing to this because obviously Steph Curry versus LeBron James. Is I have a question. I, I'm not really familiar, but is, has Lakers-Warriors always been like a rivalry? Or is it yeah, they're in the same division, yeah. but it's it's heightened more this year because this is the first time since LeBron's been on the uh, the Lakers since they've, they've met played. in the playoffs. Okay. So Yeah. Well, besides the play-in game that they Excluding had years that. back, but playing doesn't really matter. Uh, this one... Say, Mark, I'm gonna. He- I want to hear your take on this. Who do you like have in the series? And besides the big players, Steph Curry, LeBron, AD, who is one person you're looking at in this series? You know, I'm looking at Clay Thompson for the Warriors. Okay, I think he's gonna have a big series. I mean, I see the. I think the series could go to seven games. Hot right. take. Go ahead. What do you think, Dylan? Um. Austin Reeves, he's been a dog for the Lakers lately, has been all year, and this he could play a big factor. Um, obviously, you have the big names, like you said, Le- LeBron, Anthony Davis, Curry. I mean, it's it's, it's going to be a very good series. I think it's going to seven. I, I don't think it's close. It's going to seven. It's whoever just plays better. I mean, mm-hmm. ultimately comes down to that. My opinion, I think it's going to be the Lakers because LeBron, and this could be his probably his last chance to maybe even make the finals unless something happens. But yeah. it's going to be a very interesting. Say, Charlie, you got you want to take in on this or Blake too on this series alone, or are you just talking this yeah, series? Just this series. Just this series. Um, I'll take I'll take Golden State in this one. Yeah, yeah they're they're I, really hot right I now. I think it'll be a good series. Uh, it sounds like. I mean, the Lakers, you know, both teams now beating a higher seed, so both teams look pretty good. 
but I'll go with Golden State in this one. I guess that that'd put him in the Western Conference Final. Who and you you were saying uh you or no Denver Denver's That's yeah we got Denver and Phoenix whoever so. wins this matchup. But De- Nuggets are out to a, a hot hot start in that one. Yep. So, but no, I'll, I'll go with the Warriors in this series. I, I've been a Steph Curry fan. Uh, you know, I don't really necessarily follow the NBA a lot, but Steph Curry is just someone that I've just enjoyed watching. Um, you know, playmaker can just help make all these crazy shots. I mean, that's why I love Casey Thompson. You know, their their, their play style. Not Casey Thompson. Sorry, Jesus. Jesus. Uh, um, yes, Casey Thompson. Casey Tomonaga. That's why I love Casey Tomonaga because, you know, they have similar play, play styles, obviously. You know, he's called the Asian uh, Steph Curry. But, you know, I don't know the Lakers, man. I You can never count LeBron out, and especially with the record-breaking year as, as this year. I don't know. It's, it's going to be really fun. Um, I'm excited for these games. But I honestly, I think I'm going to go with the Golden State for at least game one. Yeah, say, this most interesting... Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna break the rules. I'm gonna give one player for both sides. For the Warriors, I'm gonna watch a Kayvon Looney. He's gotta get the rebounds. He's not gonna give you the scoring, but can he limit the Lakers' second chance opportunity? Can he get those boards? I've seen on like TikTok, and everybody's like, "Screw it, Kayvon Looney." Rebound highlights because he yeah. brings nothing on offense, but he brings but he, everything on defense. If he can rebounding. get the Warriors' second chance abilities, or even hit Curry on the top, you know he's the guy to watch. And then the Lakers. I'm going to go with D'Angelo Russell. He's that, I mean, I guess if he is a big name, take him out. Malik Beasley has got to step up defensively. Uh, I don't even know who they got guarding Curry. If it, but It'd be D'Lo probably. Probably. So it's going to be an interesting series. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think this concludes the playoff action. We're going to have some fun with tier listing when we come back. <laughs> 